I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Welcome to episode 90 of a Strap Season Podcast. I'm your boy Cam. My boy Flows. And just before we kick off the episode, my usual housekeeping message, please make sure you, you head over to our Instagram, Strap Season Podcast, or our Twitter, Strap Season Pod. There's a link in the bio on Twitter and Instagram bios. And there's, that link takes you to all of our links, wherever we're situated at, streaming-wise, whether you like to listen to your to your podcast via audio, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. We've got that there. Or if you prefer visuals, head over to our YouTube channel. That's also on, on that link as well. So make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a good review, and keep keep you know keep rocking with us, guys. But yeah, man. So nighty, bro. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm Some good. Quite, boxing to discuss, man. Yeah, man. I'm quite excited for this one because um. <laughs> I'm, you know, when we've been treating to a, you know, a good weekend of boxing, good weekend of action, I can't wait to come here and talk about it. So, um, yeah, man, let's get it cracking. Only one place to start, really. Um, yeah, only one place to start. Over in America, we had um, the card of, yeah, the Jamal Charlo, Jamel Charlo, sorry, versus Brian Castaño 2, the rematch for all the marbles. Before we get into the main event, bro, Let's. I you know. I want to get the starter out of the way. You know. We, we, you know. Before before the main course comes, usually we get a starter in it. So this time I actually want to get to the starters first. And by starter, I mean we talk about probably both of our favorite fighter, both 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 our favorite boxer. Well, the most yeah, our favorite boxer currently, Jerome Boots Ennis, who we failed to mention last week, was on the undercard for this for this fight. Mm. So it's only right that we kick off proceedings with him, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Um, whenever Boots is boxing, I have to tune in. Um, yeah, like I said, probably both of our favourites. Um, he's done it again. <laughs> Boots has done it again. Um, he was up against a Canadian undefeated fighter, Costio Clayton. Yeah. He's not too well known, but I think if you sort of follow the division... His, you've seen his name a couple of times. His name has been in there, sort of like a upcoming contender, right? But yeah, he boasts an undefeated record and Boots has beat him up and got him out of there in two rounds. In true Boots fashion. Um, yeah, man, what can we say? I mean, we've racked lyrical about Boots many times now. So I think listeners, you sort of know what me and Flores feel like when we talk about Boots and how good we think this guy is and where he's going to be. But um, yeah, man, this performance again hasn't really added anything to the legend that is Boots. I don't think I expected him to get him out there in two rounds, though. I can't lie. But yeah, I knew he was going to go and just do what Boots does. And that's exactly what he did in it. From, from the first round, bro, he was... I felt like he was really taking the piss in, in round one. I can't lie. <laughs> man, started, man started doing the, the little bit of showboating, like a little bit of a feints and whatnot. And um, he switched a couple of times in that first round. And yeah, man, he just, he dominated that first round with just with his jab, the range, um, and just the skills, which we know he's got in abundance. So yeah. And then obviously it's gotten to round two now. And what was it? It was a 
it was like a what an overhand right sort of yeah back of the ear sort of head almost dropped my man and that was it my man didn't want to know literally <laughs> i think what how did you pull it flores you put it to me in a whatsapp that that <laughs> he wanted to go home man i breeze gave him a ticket <laughs> He's like, here you go. <laughs> you could go home. Yeah. Um, yeah, Boots is something else, man. Um, obviously, we've seen Clayton before against Lippinets. They they fought to a draw. Yeah. Um, and I was telling people saying, oh, yeah, they don't know too much about Clayton. He's undefeated. It could be a test. I was like, Boots got to get him. <laughs> I told people, Boots is going to watch that kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed at Clayton almost because... I thought it'd come on more as well. More so with a knockdown because I thought like he just he was like yeah I can't hang <laughs> I can't hang with this team <laughs> I don't want to fight anymore. To be when he went down I thought because obviously you watch it live obviously and I'm there thinking that didn't look too heavy it was kind of like a cuffing blow right it didn't seem like a flush shot right yeah but you saw he got up when he did get up and his legs were all over as and he walked the referee said walked to me. He walked to the ropes. <laughs> so clearly, actually, he was genuinely hurt. Like, it wasn't like he was, he, like, he got hit and didn't want to know. He did get up and tried to beat the count. And it was when he walked over to the ropes instead of walking forward to the ref. That's when the ref was like, all right, cool, it's done. So, I mean, I'll, it's funny. I'll answer because... the question. My man was stumbling, but I didn't think he, he really needed to be stumbling. <laughs> I don't know how badly hurt he was, man. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm there thinking, "Raw, get up, man. Come on, let's go. Let's make, make let's make, make a fight out of this." But when I saw him stumbling that way, I thought, "Fair enough. He could genuinely be hurt." You know what, ref? Do what you got to do. I've got no, no complaints there. It's interesting we talk about boots because I think the first thing we think about when, when we mention boots is just how skilled he is, right? Yeah. How, how much? How much? But you forget as well that this guy's a knockout artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's what 29 fights, 27 KOs. He is a bona fide knockout artist. So you've stop, got that. Stopping people who ain't been stopped. Exactly. <laughs> so you've got that. So when I say that this, this guy's locker is huge, you've, he's got the size, he's got the reach over most guys because he's bigger than all these guys as well. Can't forget that. Um, he's obviously got the superior skills, footwork, hand speed, counter punching, however you want to pull it up. He can switch do it, it in. Switch it And then real power on top of that as well. Bruh. You can see why we're so excited about this guy. <laughs> see, I'm I'm easy to please. When I see someone throw fifty jabs in the first round, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. 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 I had stiff jabs, serious jabs. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, um, yeah. Bigger and better things for Boots now. Mm. He's, he's washing these guys. Let's, washing yeah, let's 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 talk because obviously we knew Errol Spence was going to be in attendance obviously supporting this boy Charlo and naturally we knew Jim Gray was going to ask straight away so what next blah blah Spence is here obviously there's a little bit of a you know a little bit of a call out he mentioned how you know the big fish is here so it's time to go fishing um, yeah Boots is now going to be mandatory for IBF I believe I'm going to say for me obviously he has all, all right to be calling out these guys as he should he's got tactile aspirations etc but I don't want to see Boots fighting the expense now. I can't lie. I, I, I don't. It's not that I don't think he's capable or it's too soon for him. I think he's, he's clearly ready. Well, even though some people might say he's not ready yet. I think he's ready. I think he's got the ability to give Spence a tough, tough fight. But I'm so hell-bent, obviously, on seeing this Crawford-Spence undisputed fight. 
that I need the rest of these men to fight each other and just chill before they get round to fighting these two. And when I say the rest of these men, I'm really specifically talking to Jerron Ennis and Virgil Ortiz. Those are the two sort of young guns in waiting, right? Those are the two guys that are primed to be the next big things. Um, I need to see Spence Crawford first. I need to see the, cum- cum- the culmination of that. What happens with that one, whether it's a rematch or it's, 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 a, it's a triple header. And then when it's their time, Boots and, and Ortiz can come to the fore. Um, I think in the interim, though, Keith Furman is out there. <laughs> Keith, yeah, Keith is there. I, I, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if Keith wants to see that, but I want to see that. <laughs> Remember what I was saying? I, I want to see all these young guys call out a, a few fighters Keith. you need to get, get out of there. And Keith yeah. was one of the fighters. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, they yeah. need to be screaming his name. Yeah. <laughs> but that was before he impressed me in the last fight because he did impress us. He did. But at the same time, yeah, someone like Boots should be, should be looking to fight a Keith Furman. Yeah. Just to show you already. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a big step that's, up. That's, yeah, that's, a big that's, step. that's a, look, from Lippinets and Clayton to Furman, that's a massive step up. Yep. But I won't call for it if I didn't know if I didn't think this guy was ready. I'll be so real. You know how we'll say how we think Ben, who's who's also called out Keith Furman. You know how we'll say that we don't feel Ben is ready yet. That's why we'll say, you know, it's all airing on caution. I don't, mm, I don't know about that, Ben, blah, blah, blah. Boots, I'm happy to throw to the fire. I think he's ready. I think he's there. So it's different. It's, we're talking different levels. When it comes to sort of, we're talking about Ben and Boots. I just think Boots is further, more advanced in terms of where he is in this division compared to Conor Ben, which is why I'd rather see him versus Keith as opposed to Conor Ben. Problem is, like I said before, all these guys are going to duck Boots. Yeah. They're going to duck him. So sad. Way too high risk. Yeah. And a way too low reward. So he needs to just go about trying to build his, his profile, taking smaller step-ups with people who have mm. less to prove mm. because there's no way Furman's fighting. <laughs> I'll take it yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be yeah. shocked. And there's no way Spence is fighting him anytime soon. He's, he's Not when, the yeah, it's around the yeah. corner, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And even if, let's say, Spence wins, I see him getting the hell out of the division. <laughs> <laughs> I Me too. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, I would love to see that fight. I think that fight would be amazing. Yeah. Or Crawford as well. But if they win it and, uh, you know, he does one defense or whatever, as soon as they make my man mandatory, like full of mandatory, like you got to fight him next. So you can make... <laughs> one, see ya, one, two, four, I'm gone. I'm telling you. <laughs> and once again, it's, it's, it's just too high risk, low reward for these men. Yeah. Not even saying that they're ducking, ducking, but yeah. Boy. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> but then, Jared Ennis is big. He might clean up this and move right up to 154. I was going to say, he's really, he's really talked about that. He said that he, you know, he's, he can, he, in fact, he's happy to bounce between both back and forth between 147 and 154. <laughs> he even mentioned, I only mentioned one time he was talking about fighting Charlo. Like, he's, 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 I, I think he's, I think he's actually bigger than Spence. And Spence is a big, big waterweight. He's like 5'10", so though. Yeah, he's 5'10". And he's got that, what, 188-inch reach. He had a 10-inch reach, invi- uh, reach advantage over Clayton. So, you know, he's he's a big boy, man. He, he said he's happy to bounce back and forth between the two divisions. So, I believe him. <laughs> yeah, it's been done yeah. before. A- a- apart, from, apart from Furman, obviously, obviously, we're excluding Crawford and Spence. 
Is there anyone else, anyone else really? Danny Garcia. Kevin Luskas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, where's David Avenue to that? <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's at 147. Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> the thing he beats all of these guys to me. He beats yeah. all of them. Um, yeah. Poor uh, packed his bags and said he has no interest. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any one of the yeah, top 10. It, it has to be a scalp. I feel like it has to be for him to elevate himself to the next level. Because obviously mm. people know about him. People are starting to clock onto him and cotton onto him now. I'm like, okay, boots, blah, blah. Everyone's running to boots now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, for him to take, I think, himself to the next level, it has to be a big name. And like I said, someone like Furman or Danny Garcia fits the bill 100%. These are big established names at what weight? Because guys like Lippinets and Clayton, they're not, no defense, no, no, no offense to them, but they're not. They're still trying to establish their names, kind of. So, yeah, I feel like it's got to be a firm Nori Garcia. Uh, and that's about oh, it, really. Ugas? Oh, or Ugas, yes, or Ugas. Absolutely, Ugas. Um, yeah, those three, really, um, in terms of th- th- those guys have big names already. Um, Kevin Luskas is a shout. He hasn't got the biggest name, but obviously he's fought both Ortiz and Crawford. So he, he can probably go up there. But, yeah, that's about it, really. That's about it. Got a bit. Or Connor, or Connor Ben, but we know Eddie Hearn's never, never going to do that. Possible, never going to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's an impossible. <laughs> oh, that, that, hey, that's a murder scene. I can't lie. <laughs> I just thought about that fight. <laughs> you know, you, I, I, you know, I rock with Ben, but that's a murder scene. That is peak. You know that what's it called? No context Eddie Hearn. The one of him going, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was saying to Ben. Yeah. No, nah, oh, that could be Ben and Brutes could be over in three rounds. You know that is peak. And I don't, I don't think. But I like Ben. I think Ben's good. But this kid's on another level. I can't lie. Um, or you know what fans are going to say as well. Inevitably, they're going to say Ortiz and Brutes should get it on, which I don't want. Obviously, because you know, I feel like that's going to be the future mega fight of a division. I like how they're both going on different paths. Brutes has gone down the IBF route. Ortiz is down the Crawford, I think Crawford's WBO. He's gone down that route, so he's going to become, they're both number one for, you know, those two paths. Eventually, I think that's going to be, that's, going to be, that's basically going to be the new Crawford and Spence, when Crawford and Spence go eventually. So yeah. I don't I don't want them fighting just, so, you know, at this early. And they, both sides know that. Both sides won't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, shout out to Boots. Um yeah, I'm intrigued to see who they put in front of him next, but we know what he's going to He's going to keep on knocking them down. It is what he is. Um, he's going to keep on knocking them down and he's doing what he has to do to keep on making a name for himself. And these knockouts are looking spectacular. He's showing off his well, He's trying to show off his skills before he knocks these guys out. He's got to keep doing that. And people will clock onto him that like, this kid is really the truth. He He's the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, the start of done. Let's head over to a very delectable main course. Um, Charlo, Castaño, two. What a fight. What a fight. Highly enjoyed that fight. Better than the first fight. In fact, I think it even surpassed my expectations. I can't lie. I don't know for you, but I didn't expect myself to enjoy it this much. What about about you? Did, did, did Did it go past your expectations? I think both fights were brilliant. This was another classic, mm. absolute classic uh, from round one to the end. It was, it was yeah. beautiful boxing. 
and mm. both fighters showed mad heart. Yeah, yeah, they came to the fight, man. I was, I was applauding once again. I was standing up. I was gassed. <laughs> and that's mm. how you know it's a good fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, seen Charlo, you know, put his name in the history books and becoming, I'm pretty sure, in, in the full belt era, the first undis- the first um, undisputed super waterweight champion. Um, so big shout out to Jamal Charlo. He did that. Um, but yeah, the fight itself, man, was was awesome. Um, once again, it's, it's another example of the strap season boys knowing boxing. <laughs> because everything that we called on my man to do in last week's preview episode, in terms of him being aggressive, him, he, him being the one that makes all the adjustments, and if he was to take the game plan that we suggested, he will go on to be successful and to win the fight. Came true. It proved very fruitful. We said from the jump last episode that Charlo, the keys for him, the keys for victory for him, be more aggressive. Um, don't allow yourself to be bullied onto the ropes. Use, utilize your superior jab and your superior range to, you know, keep Castanio at bay. And don't be passive, you know, let your hands go, literally. And we're seeing that from round one straight away. They, you know, he started as he meant to go in it. Um, yeah, from round one, he was, you saw the, the jab was in effect. He wasn't pouring that either. He was very authoritative with the jab, yeah. changing levels with it. Uh, a stiff jab as well. It's not, it wasn't really much of a rain fight. It was quite stiff as well. Yeah. And then obviously he was using separate shots. And I noticed as well, in the other in the first fight where he was so content to let Castanio get onto him and apply pressure. And I don't he was passive in the sense that Castanio will throw a bunch of convos and Charlo's letting it happen almost. Yeah. He's trying to and ride this, them. And- <laughs> just yeah, we'll try and ride ride them or whatever, whatever, but he's not sometimes you've got to fight fire with fire or the best defense is offense, right? Mm. In this fight, we saw the complete change. And what I I loved it from, from round one, damn near. Castanio will come with combos. Charlo will fire back straight with him. Yep. Sit in the pocket with him, both of them firing combos. And yeah, instead of instead of instead of letting Castanio have his own way, Charlo will be like, no, I'll have the last word. And to yeah. me, Charlo's shots looked, his combination looked crisper. They look stronger. They look more hurtful. So I love the fact that every time Castanio hit him with a big flurry, Charlo will flurry straight away, back. Didn't waste time. He refused to be at work. Refused. Anytime Castanio wanted to come in, obviously mm. he's he's using the jab to keep him at bay, setting yeah. it up with the one-two as well. Mm. Anytime Castanio wanted to come in, maybe with his jab and try and load, Charlo would even look to counter. Yeah. And and or just unload. <laughs> as in, even and fix your votes. He would try to counter and yeah, no, he No, there'll be times where he we hit him on the counter shot and then he would just unload straight yeah, after. Yeah. Immediately. Would, yeah. Would, and he would dip to his left, counter yeah. or yeah. Just unload it. Like, if you want to step into the firing line, I'm going to fire yeah. at you. Yeah. It's not like last time. I want to fire too. Exactly. And the thing is, what was key about this was there was no, it was, there was no thought process. It was instant, yep. instantaneous, like almost like on automatic. Like as soon as you, as soon as you felt the touch, cool, I'm gone. Like, and oh. that made for obviously an amazing fight because you had pockets of this fight here when both of them were just sitting there. Charlo might be like a little bit, obviously Charlo was still on the, he was still sort of fighting on the back foot, but he was boxing and moving, you know, obviously yeah, using yeah. his footwork and stuff. And obviously we know Castaño is going to be the one that's going to come in forward because he's a pressure fighter. 
And there'll be times where, yeah, Charlo might be against the ropes or just before he gets to the ropes. And both of them in little pockets were there trading in this way where Castagna will try and explode with a combination. Charlo would explode back. So it's literally like edge of your seat stuff because both of them are swinging and connecting and taking it. Which is why I want to say that both of these guys are warriors. Both of these men are warriors because they were happy to trade in portions together in the pocket. And what I loved about it as well, because obviously there was a bit of needle um, before the fight and the preamble and stuff. And you know how Charlo gets, he's very emotional. He was writing his mouth, blah, blah. He, he did a whole, you know, this is for you, USA sort of thing. Like he tried to force that whole, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I, know you, I, know you, I know you thought it was a bit corny, but uh, this guy was forcing the whole, yeah, USA versus Argentina angle, blah, blah. But, you, did you notice during the rounds, whenever like the bell were going off, they had like a big fly or whatever, like both of them would nod to each other, like sort of smile, nod to each other. Like yeah. the mutual respect, they were earning each other's respect. They enjoyed it, man. They, exactly what I'm saying. Each round, they were earning each other's respect. And they were even like like shaking their heads each, like nodding to each Smiling. other. Like, yeah. I love I love seeing that. I love, I love seeing that good, like, you know, like gamesmanship between fighters sometimes, man. It's, it makes it more enjoyable. We sportsmanship, bro. Sorry, that's the one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great fight, man. Just yeah, yeah watching it I, for round one, I was seeing every like you said, everything that we wanted Charlie to do, he was doing. Yeah, and from then I was like, he's gonna win this fight. But I was just yeah. like, this is. I, I was so confident. Yeah, bro, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know what, Mel might be my favorite Charlie now. <laughs> I, this is probably his best of round one. Though. Yeah, I, I think this 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 is his best performance. Like mm. to me, this this is because you know we said that Mars' best performance is probably Dovachenko fight where we thought, wow, yeah, shown like you can box. We know already, we already know you've got power and you've got athletic ability, but you're showing the boxing skills against a good boxer. This is this performance to me surpassed that. Because yeah, he showed everything that we knew he was capable of in terms of being a boxer puncher. You there were pocket obviously the times when he showed his power, we knew he had that. And there were times when he showed his actual boxing IQ and boxing ability. And obviously, you know me, I like to have a combination of the two. So this performance here, I was, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, this is the best Charlo brother performance that I've seen so far. And, hey, man, Mel's got the better, re- he's got the better resume. He's, he's, he's in the history books. Not, sorry to Jamal, who we obviously rank as the better brother. Yeah. But Mel surpassed that now. I can't lie. Like, this is taking him up above him. So, shout out to him. Yeah, and, his, um, history will yeah, remember so, Mel in terms yeah. of what he's achieved now. He's, he's put himself in an exclusive club mm. of undisputed fighters. There's only been like, what, eight? Yeah. More, more in recent years obviously uh, and this is don't forget this is the four belt era as well I think yeah. back then obviously it was like a three belt thing so yeah, yeah. the four belt era there's only been like a handful yeah so he's his name's there now mm. yeah shout out to him man he's done his thing absolutely and like I said him because we said we knew that Castaño would be the one that wouldn't make a he will come the same way basically but if you notice as well they're aggressive they're being more aggressive even impacted Castaño's work because we've gotten to like round seven now, round eight or whatever. And, or even, even, even the earlier rounds, Castaño is known for someone that throws a lot of punches per round, right? But if he was even second guessing himself, he wasn't as eager to come in because of Miles' game plan. The fact that he was happy to let his hands go. As in the first fight, you know, Miles sort of gave him the encouragement. He's like, I'm not going to let my hands go, so I'm just going to come in and unload. But, he knew himself, like, I can't even come in really nearly like this because one, this guy's going to counter me with the heavier shots or he's willing to trade with me and he, he hits harder. Um, 
but that I think from rounds one to by the time it got to round six, bro, end of round six, I had a single draw. I think I, I, it was back. It was back and forth. I'm pretty sure I had it three rounds apiece. I'm there thinking, yeah, wow, what a fight! I didn't think it'd be this good. This is mad. Um, and then I think from round seven, it ended in ten. But from round seven was when I think Mel sort of started to pull away for me. Um, Castaño wasn't very active from round seven to ten. Like the activity dropped. I don't know if he was tired, fatigue, or whatever. But that's when Mel started to pop a turn on the boxing element, where the boxing move, the you know the cap, the catching, the shooting, the jabbing, etc. That's when he sort of started to get in his boxing bag a bit more. And then we've gotten to round ten now, and from what I remember, Castaño was on the offensive, similar to what was going on all fight in terms of Castaño was on the offensive. Miles replying back instantly, and he's caught him with a. Um, was it was it was it a straight was it a straight I think it might have been no it might have been the left it might have been the left hook I can't remember but um, I mean, right oh, yeah, yeah I can't remember but I remember how he went down I remember how he yeah. folded <laughs> he folded <laughs> it was a, it was a, it, I was gonna say it was yeah it was a, a delayed one like a proper delayed one again um he's just sort of just like he got caught there's like a, a second pause and then he just dropped <laughs> and yeah. folded and um yeah he's beat the count but even when he beat the count. You can see his legs were gone. Yeah. His legs were finished. And as he's tried to engage again, <laughs> he's gone to the side a little bit. I thought, oh, no. And then Miles hit him again, I think, with a straight one-two. The straight one-two was there for Miles all night, by the way. Like yeah. I was saying, I was sweet. I think like, Mar- this straight one-two, he's, this guy's very um, susceptible to it. And um, if Mark is firing it off, he's, he's going to be successful. And he did. That's why he used the jab. <laughs> yep. And he got him again. And the referee called it. At the re- obviously, he beat the count again. We got to his feet, but the referee knew that, yeah, now nah, it's done. And, um, yeah, that's all she wrote. Um, cue wild team Charlo celebrations, as always. But, um, yeah, hats off to Castaño, man. He's a proper warrior, like you said. I-, I thought that at the end, like, wow. You know, he got caught with some big shots. And there were even times where Castaño looked like he was hurt. And they're thinking, oh, Mark can go. And then he would just find something. And then just start unloading. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this this guy is a tough, tough guy, man. Tough, tough guy. Shout out to him. He'll come again. I want to see him again. He's exciting to see. He's got good crowd friendly, you know, sort of crowd pleasing style. He's a good fighter, man. Right, he's yeah, a very good fighter. Definitely, he made that fight enjoyable because most guys are folded. Mm. The way Mel was boxing, mm. yeah, most people wouldn't. Have been, they would have been frustrated. They wouldn't have been to hack it. Yeah, but yeah. He applied pressure still, even when he was hurt, like you said, and he kept coming forward and was even winning rounds. Which is yeah, that shows how good he is because the yeah. game plan Mel had was was a great game plan. Yeah, it was the game plan to beat him, man. Even then, um, Castanio was still winning rounds. Yeah, with his star. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, great fighter, man. Shout out to both of them. Be, honestly, um, what next for what what, what next for um Jamal Jamal? Well, yeah, like I said last episode, um, mm. have one defence. Have one defence. Um, yeah. I don't know who he's, um, his mandatories now, what his obligations are, but have one defence. I saw, I saw him take a pop at Tim Zhu. So I don't know I'm, I don't know if Tim Zhu might be in the mix or something, but yeah, yeah, I saw I saw him and he said he was like, F you. <laughs> or something like that. He said, he said he called, your call-out was weak or something like that. So 
yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, I don't think he likes him very much. So I yeah. don't know if Timothy must if, be high up the rankings. To be fair, yeah, he must he's be. Yeah, winning. yeah, um, yeah. Defend, defend your thing. Tony Harrison is probably higher. Yeah. Higher, I still, I've been saying, I still want to see the third. I, I, I do need to see the third. Tony, I saw Tony Harrison tweeted. You know, he tweeted his props. He was like, "Oh yeah, congratulations. Uh, that's history for him." Yeah. So fair play to him because obviously we know there's a lot of bad blood between both of them, but it's good to see the respect from my man. Um, yeah. Um, he would do a voluntary defense if, if it's that mm. against a, a money grab or whatever. I think yeah. I think Harrison's still quite high up, and I think Tim Zoo's definitely high up. So I don't know who the men to choose up. Yeah. Um, have one defense. I, I, I think I saw something about Tim versus Harrison as like a final eliminator. I'm not too sure if that's concrete or whatever, but I think I saw a tweet about that as well. But yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah, it's a good fight. And then yeah. to, Harrison, he's happy to go to Australia for that as well. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Careful. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> careful now. <laughs> I said, careful now. Whoa, whoa, hold on there. <laughs> We're not traveling to these countries. We know boxing, man. Quick, <laughs> we'll get to that. But um, um, yeah, no, nah, um, it's funny as well because in the post-fight interview or in-ring interview with Jim, with Jim, um, what's it called? He's uh, he's obviously Charlo's mentioned. He's, he's asked Charlo obviously what's next, blah blah. And my man said something about yeah, you know, he, he can, he's happy to go up to one sixty as well. And Jim's gone, oh whoa whoa whoa. And I'm there thinking, because obviously, Miles in the back, yeah. like behind. So I'm there thinking, Jim's going to, I say, oh, Jim, oh, I'm there thinking, yeah, Jim, whoa, whoa. I'm thinking, I know you're about to ask, you're going to fight, but he didn't, it pissed me off. He didn't. He said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he said, all right, cool, we'll see you later. I'm there thinking, wait, 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 what, how are you going to go, whoa, 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 and not ask the question which we, we all thought was coming in terms of if you're going to move up, are you going to fight your bro? That's what I want to know. But yeah, because Mel said, Oh, I'm gonna go up to 160 and take that over as well. I said, wait a second, hang on. Does that mean you're gonna? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I think I think Miles gonna move up to Miles move up. Yeah. yeah, Miles. Yeah. Well, we keep hearing that obviously Benavidez plant stuff, so Miles probably gonna move up. Or yeah, he's chasing Canelo, right? So yeah, he's gonna this move a, up. This is a joke. That 160. All of them. Are, all of them are moving up. Rather <laughs> than fight each other, joke, man. Apart, apart from Triple G, Triple G. Well, Triple G is meant to move up to fight. Um, oh yeah, he said yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, yes, yes. yes. All moving oh, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clouds, we moves moving up to challenge. challenge no one, none of them are defending their belts. Are unified? They're all moving up to jokers. Nasty. So well, who's left at one sixty? Just, just, just Mungia, yeah. Just <laughs> you back. <laughs> hey, Mungia, you back? Run it. I I'd like to see it. Run it. That's oh, funny. So funny. Yeah, fair. Oh yeah, I guess if if Mal moves up, then yeah, that vision is prime for Mel to sink his teeth into. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But big congrats to Jamel. Obviously, we questioned, you know, whether he's prepared and stuff. Clearly, he was. Um, yeah, he's he's. I'm happy he won. He's a good fighter, Mel, and this is definitely a career performance for him against a very very tough opponent. Um, and yeah, he he compared to obviously his his brother, he's battled the most adversity, obviously. We saw the Tony Harrison loss and whatnot coming back from that. So, yeah, shout out to him, man. Obi continues to do well. And Jam- Jamal, take a leaf out, take a take a leaf out of his book, man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Mar would have, if Mar was at one fifty four, he would have done the same thing. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he, he, he looked, he looked, he saw what he was doing. Like he looked scary. What he did, to, what he did to J Rock was peak. Yeah, 
what he did to Jay was peak. Like, yeah, I think he would he would have wrapped that division up easily. Yeah. But, um, it's just a shame yeah. that he, 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 he's moving like this at 160. Yeah. But we, we've, we've said before, 160 is the denser competition in terms of mm. trying to yes. unify that. Yeah. And yeah, in terms of quality, I'll probably say 160 is a better division. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to the Charlos and um, big, big win. It's good to see another undisputed champion in our midst. Um, it's a couple now. And when it comes to when we do our little pound for pound rankings or whatever, now you've got a, you know, there's a discussion that Jamel has to be in there. He's got all four belts. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's got to be in conversations now, 100%. Oh. Um, yeah, okay. That's, a, that's it for America. Um, let's talk about the rest of it. Let's sort of round up the rest of the weekend's actions because there was a little pockets of action, little places here and there. I want to talk about quickly a... Massive upset that we witnessed on the weekend as well in the heavyweight division over in Paris. Tony Yoka versus Martin Bacoli. I think this. I don't think many people know knew about this fight. Obviously, we didn't. We didn't. Well, we knew about it, but we didn't. We didn't canvas it. But um, yeah, man, huge, huge upset that happened down in Paris. Martin Bacoli beat Tony Yoka by majority decision. Quite a few talking points here because. It shouldn't have been a, it shouldn't have been an MD. Um, one of the judges really, really tried to rob Martin Bacoli. Um, I believe it was a 10-rounder. He yeah, he gave it a draw when pretty much Bacoli shockingly dominated this fight from round one to round 10 and pretty much won it every round. Like that was as clear as day to see. Um, and one of the judges, yeah, tried to rob my man. We know boxing. Obviously, Tony Yoka's highly touted. It's in Paris, hometown. Yeah, they want they, at least one judge was like, mm, I can't, I can't, can't, can't let him go like this. But um, yeah, the judge on the side, obviously, he still got the W, so that's all that matters. But yeah, what it's a bit of a shocker from from Tony Yoka. I've never seen him look so. He looked a mess. He from round one, Bacardi's come in like a lot heavier than him. Yeah a lot heavier than him. And he's basically put the pause on him from round one in terms of just bully tactics, in your face, hitting your big shots, blah, blah. And Bacoli just could not cope. He could not cope. He, he, like, he tried to, he couldn't out box his way out of it. Every sort of big shot that Bacoli let, sorry, that, sorry, Yoko couldn't cope. Every big shot that Bacoli landed, Yoko looked like he was wobbly legged or in trouble or he didn't like it. But Cody roughed him up, did the roughhouse tactics, used his superior size, you know, just to sort of bully him and manhandle him. And it was just a horror show, boy. It was a horror show. I've never seen him look so messy, if I, if I put it that way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Tony Yoko. Don't forget, this guy's highly touted. <laughs> yeah. And he got he got destroyed. There was there was one fight. I, I think we actually discussed, discussed it. Tony Yoko v. Christian Hammer. I think we discussed on the pod. Yes. Well, I didn't think Tony Yoko looked good. Yeah. I didn't think he looked that good. I felt he, he, he struggled in portions. Yeah. And that told me that, nah, this dude ain't, this dude ain't the one. <laughs> yeah. Like, he'd been knocking at people before. I think he stopped doing a part. I thought that was... That do have part, but I remember it rattled you. I said, you like... You never see do have who's one of the most resilient <laughs> heavyweights out there to go, to go like that. Yeah. 
And after the hammer, I think the hammer fight was after, and it's just it's like that. Nah, that was a dive mm. by Duapa. So obviously, Martin Bacoli, Yoka was definitely the favorite, especially it being in Paris. Um, yeah. Martin Bacoli had another big win against someone. He, he's this has been upsetting a few people. He did he's, upset before. He, hey, Bacoli's not bad. He's actually he's, a handful. I'm, he's a handling people. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this pod before though. Bacoli's a handful for a lot of heavyweights. Like yep. he's, he's 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 decent. He's very decent. Um, let me check who the other one you're talking about. Kuzmin. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Kuzmin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kuzmin's yeah. Kuzmin's a name. Yeah. And maybe I'm not. Maybe that was a 50-50 or he wasn't expected to win, but he won. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked good. So yeah, from round one, every shot looks like it was hurting Tony Yoga. Yeah. I can't lie. Every his legs seemed a bit wobbly. Yeah. And he did I, have like 30, 40 pounds on him, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he, the, the weight, the, the disparity was actually quite big, like very, very big. And um, he just couldn't handle the size and the weight. Could, and, and I think from the first time when he was hurt, his legs never came back to me. I, yeah, it was a mess. To be fair, he went the whole distance from getting knocked down in the first round and looking yeah. badly hurt. He managed and beat up as well, by the way, blooded nose, black tie. He got knocked down again in the, I think it was two knockdowns from what I remember, wasn't it? It, it was, was sixth or fifth. Yeah, fifth, fifth or sixth, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the fact that he went t- um, 10, the full 10, mm. deserves credit. And you know what to the judge you gave it a draw? I'm, let me just say, I can see what he saw. But mm. even even though it was a dominant win for Bacoli, you could maybe see how... Because Yoka had some success in those rounds. But the yeah. thing is, it was Bacoli letting it happen. Because Bacoli yeah. went right in my mind. I'd be so real. Bacoli went right in my mind. Yeah, and I guess you could score a few rounds close, but every time Bacoli touched him, my man would feel it shaking, shaking, brother, shaking, yeah, bro, shaking, be... no, legit shaking. <laughs> so when you encountered it, when you um, factor in their reactions to the shots, yeah, it's more dominant from Bacoli. But yeah. Joker was landing at points; he was landing, yeah. but it went, it went doing nothing to Bacoli. So yeah, I can see how maybe like they say if you you're, you're watching it and you're thinking. Yoka's landed here, Yoka's landed here, Yoka's landed yeah. here. But then you're, you're, you're looking at it without looking at the aggression side of it and the effectiveness of each shot. Mm. So maybe you can, but then you can't, even then, you can't even give him five rounds to, to yeah. say it's a draw. Even then, you can maybe give him three. That's being kind. <laughs> That's being mm. very kind. Yeah. But um, yeah, none of this was affecting Bacoli. Um, so. He was he was having his way. Uh, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was gonna say Yoko's best shots, what what he landed at was flush or whatever. It just bounced off his skull, man. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't know if it was the weight or they must have but obviously the weight played a huge part. Um yeah, uh it's just mad that it was so dom- dominant and uh, yeah, I you didn't really expect it to go in that way. Um boy, it's a big loss. I, I, we'll be interested to see how Yoko recovers because I, as I said, he's highly touted. Um, they put a lot of hopes on him as being sort of a next. They call him the French AJ for crying out. So they, you know, they, they got him obviously gold medalist as well. He, yeah, he got the gold, um, gold medalist as well. So you know, he's been someone that's seen as someone that is a big threat coming up at some point. But boy, he looked bad there, and um, that's going to take some recovering as well because in front of your hometown, hometown fans, and all all that, boy, 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 boy. But no, shout out to Bakoda because yeah, he is a handful. And um, that's a massive, massive statement win for him. He's now in conversations as, you know, guys who could... There's a couple of fights... There's good fights we can make for, with Martin McCauley, man. Very good fights. 
Yeah, he's done well there. He's, he's bounced back from the Michael is he, is he still with Hearn? No, nah, I don't think so. No, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of people who should who beat who facing Bacoli and winning is a statement now. Mm. If you can beat mm. Bacoli, yeah, you've made a statement. Mm. So mm. yeah, and all these all these fighters who think think they're ready to step up. <laughs> Because he's ready to. Well, I don't think he beats beats the top dog. It ties the fury, of course. And Usyk, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. He's ready. He's ready to start making waves and calling out these guys who think they're ready. Yeah, one hundred percent. Him versus Joe Joyce would be a good fight. Yeah, it would. Him versus Joe Joyce would be a good fight. Just I'm just thinking in my head who you could fight next. Um, yeah, that'd be a good fight. I'd be a very good fight. Got to see Joe Parker. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I know he's sort of locked into something with Joe Parker, which is also a very good fight. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, the key, the main thing is because he's now in these conversations as these, you know, these up and comers who are looking to get a shot. Shall I say, not up and comers, but guys who are in around the mix. Apart from obviously the big, let's call it the big three or big four, if you want to call it, or big two. I don't know what you call it, but yeah, because he's he's here now, and that's a huge, huge statement winning. Yoko's got to go back to the drawing board and see see how he bounces back from this. But yeah, he didn't look good. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something he want to rematch straight away. Because <laughs> boy, it, it was dominant to me. But yeah, it was it was he, he just got ragdolled by a bigger guy. That's that's it really, or someone that's bigger in weight. Because in terms of in terms of height and whatnot, Yoko's a bigger guy. But the weight difference was crazy, 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 crazy. Um, if he goes back to the drawing board, he, he could come back and win. Yeah, because he's a good. He's, he's, he's you can see the boxing skills. He's got boxing skills. Clearly, he's a good would, boxer. But yeah, in fact, I want to ask something. Virgil Hunter. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> oh no! Question. Are the lights on him? Yeah. No. <laughs> to your eyes. Because outside of Andre Wood, yeah, it's true. <laughs> the, the, yeah, nah, it's true. You're very right because. Oh boy! How about think, if I just fluked having the greatest, greatest boxer? He might have. <laughs> and the young... thing is, first, the way I'm laughing is because I've seen this question post. I see this question post every year about exactly. about, about Hunter. It's it's actually a yearly thing, and I've defended him in the past because of because of my love for Ward. Right? Yep. Yep. I've been like, nah, come on, man. Look, he's done a wonderful job with Dre. Blah blah. But yeah, outside of Ward, the resume is looking kind of peak still. I mean, he had a bit. He had a bit of success with Khan, but. To be fair, Khan would have saw people he shouldn't have saw. Like, and also, Khan's also quite... I can't sleep away with Khan because he he actually told Khan all the right advice. Khan just ignores it because <laughs> Khan is... You know, you know what I mean? When Khan gets yeah. into a scrap, his heart is too big for... As we, 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 you know, we talked about Khan before. Like, he loves it. So he... Virgil will be telling him, what are you doing? Keep your hands up, blah, blah, blah. Box and move. But Khan will be trying to do sit in the pocket and stuff. So that's not really his fault. And yeah. yeah, also, yeah, Khan saw points he should never have seen. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with Virgil. And the questions have been, been um, people have asked questions for, for time. For time. Yep. And he's, he's got Buatsi now, so. Oh, we, boy. We're, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Buatsi's fighting at some point yeah. next yeah. weekend. And yeah. if, if he stinks, then. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'll come in for Virgil Hunter's neck. I can't lie. <laughs> We can't have him wasting Joshua. Can't have him, can't, can't, can't have him wasting Boatsy still. Um, but yeah, we'll keep... We'll, <laughs> the lights are on you, Virgil. The lights are on you. Mm. <laughs> um, cool. Um, before we move on to next week's, 
um, sort of preview. There was another fight over here on these shores, wasn't there? Um, yeah. A Wasserman card. Um, Linus Adufia versus Denzel Bentley for the British middleweight yeah sorry middleweight British middleweight title um yeah man what were we thoughts on that one great fight man great fight going into it obviously Lana Sadofia's um undefeated had some impressive wins uh and obviously um we know about Denzel Bentley he's recent got stopped badly by Felix Cash um Who's, who vacated the British title after winning that fight. Mm. Um, so, yeah, going into this, I, I think it was pretty much a 50-50. Uh, maybe slightly into Udofia because he's undefeated. Yeah. But from early, Udofia was boxing well, landing. They were both landing shots. They were both trading, but Udofia was like trying to box and move. Yeah. Bentley was having success when he pinned down Udofia against the ropes and on loads mm. and almost trying to bully him on the inside. Great fight back and forth. Um, yeah, brilliant fight. British British level dust up almost. Yeah, and, yeah classics was, there. Yeah, mm, I guess um, Denzel Bentley took it via split decision. Yeah, and it was a close fight. Uh, I think s- some people had to go for winning like the first five rounds almost. So, but it was definitely close because even at one point, Bentley, I think maybe in the fifth round, looks like he dropped Udofia and he, his knee touched the canvas, but the ref didn't see it. All right. So I was mm. thinking, yo, this might prove crucial when it comes to the scorecards here. Do you think that, do you, as in, when, when obviously the final final bell went, did you feel like the judges got it right or do you, did you have it for Bentley or do you have it for Adolfio when You know when what? Was, yeah. When they were going into the 12, I said, this round's crucial here. Yeah. And my scorecard's crucial. Yeah. Adolfio was coasting. He was oh. chilling. He was, he was on his bike. He was moving. Like, he, fought, he fought he won. I, I don't know why he thought he won. I was like, if he's corner, <laughs> told him to go out like this in the 12th round of a close fight where you've been hurt a few times yeah, and you're close to through, maybe you won the first few rounds, but then they were close. And you don't coast in this when you've been hurt badly. Yeah. In the end, to be fair, it didn't really matter on the judges' scorecards. If he won the 12th, the best he would have got is a draw, I think, because one yeah. judge had it wide for Denzel Bentley. Mm. The other judge had it... Kind of wide for Dofia, and then one had yeah. it close. So I think the only scorecard it would have affected was the close one, which would have made it a split draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really, it, that's the best he would have got. But um, he coasted mm. that round. So I thought, yeah, if they give it to Denzel, he deserves it. If they gave it to Dofia, then just the knockdown would have been the difference for me. Right. The they, he coast, coasted that 12th round was, was crazy. But um, they could run it back. That was a brilliant fight, man. Yeah, they probably will run it back, I reckon. Um, yeah, because yeah, it was it was so exciting and it was a close one as well. Bentley got sh- lucky though. Rodolfi is the <laughs> most. I can't lie. Rodolfi is probably the most skilled fighter. Um, yeah, but yeah, he got his tactics and yeah. But the thing is, that's that's the thing with boxing. It starts yeah. make fights, and it's not all about just who's the better boxer. It's literally who gets the tactics right and whose style works in the day. You get me? So yeah, yeah. Shout shout to both warriors though. Um, and yeah, it'll be nice for us to see a rematch as it was so close and it sort of divided opinions. And I'm sure Linus probably felt that he won and he got it. And um, yeah, it is what it is. That's sometimes how the cookie crumbles, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. Um, good weekend 
weekend's um, worth of action, to be honest, man. Um, yeah, so saw an upset and saw undisputed champion crowned and a barnstormer. Um, we love to see it, man. Boxing keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, moving swiftly on to next week. It's another another one of those because we've got another very good fight. Uh, well, two good fights to preview, but we're going to focus heavily on one. That's the one over here on these shores. Over the O2, Joshua Boatzi, Craig Richards. Um, yeah, man, as this fight has come, come along and as it's gotten closer, I've gotten more and more excited for it. Um, it's one of the ones where, especially after the little face-off, the face-off video happened as well, because it's one of the ones where, obviously, I like Needle. Needle is important for me in the build-up. And there isn't really needle between both of them, these two. Obviously, they both know each other very well. And there's that mutual respect. But when, obviously, I watched that gloves, that sort of face-off that they did, it was weird because it was tense. In, in, in a way that they were both very respectful of each other, but they were still talking very smoky, if you know what I mean, Phil. Yeah. It was smoke talk, but respectful you, you smoke talk. You know you spider. You know you know you know. He said, he said, he said come, Spider, come on, Spider. Come on. You, you, you know me, Spider. Like, Don't worry, but you know me. <laughs> like, yo. It was, it was respectful smoke talk. And that made it super tense between both of them. Because they're both very confident in their ability and their ability to win of a day. They're both very, very confident in what they can do. But yeah, I think that sort of respectful smoke talk had me like, yeah, this is, this, this, this should be a brilliant fight. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a good fight, man. And I think, obviously, rightfully, Boatsy is the favourite. But it's not an easy fight for him at all. This, is a, this, this, this should be his toughest test to, to date, in my opinion. Because I've said it before, many times, I rate Craig Richards. He's a very good fighter. And one thing about Craig Richards, which I think it will be Boatsy's toughest test to date, is he's actually quite awkward. He's, he's a bit awkward in there. Um, in terms of how he fights, he's not the most conventional fighter, shall I say. Um, he can box and move, he can bang out, but yeah, he's just quite, he's just a bit awkward with it in terms of how he goes about his work. So I wouldn't be surprised if early on he gives Boatsy a bit of trouble um, just from, yeah, from that standpoint. But Boatsy, man, he's, he's, he's hard to ignore, man. I mean, from what I can see, he's brilliant and he's still got so much more to give. I feel like he's learning with each fight. And I'm happy he's taking on this challenge because obviously we've called so many times for him to fight domestic light heavies because the domestic light heavy scene is really, really good. And the level's really high to me. So I'm happy that he's finally got the ball rolling. And this, this is the first domestic opponent, isn't it? Um, so, well, yeah. quality, quality domestic opponent anyway. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really happy this fight has been made. And I'm, I'm expecting the Black CW, but I think... Richards would test him, especially early on, before Boatsy adopts, uh, sorry, adapts and makes the necessary changes to do what he has to do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Boatsy stops him as well. Mm. I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest. I think, I think Boatsy's going to stop him late on. Okay. Yeah, uh, we know, we know Boatsy, and uh, we've said, we've said on this one, we've told you that Boatsy has this nice guy all outside the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not a nice guy <laughs> especially in the ring he's not a nice yeah. guy like mm. you guys you can see there's a there's, there's a killer in, in, yeah. in him like yeah very very down to her very humble but when it when it comes to to business as you say it's just business just when business it comes, when it comes to business <laughs> the guy's mean he's mean and you can see it in that face off thing that he's like 
even Spider was quite alluded to it, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're acting a certain way. It's like, I'm glad you know I'm different. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you know. <laughs> it's good that you know that because he is. And rightfully so, you don't need to be, have the same energy in every environment. In front of an interview, you can talk calm, you can be calm, you can be relaxed. Yeah. But when you need to go about your business, then yeah, turn up, which is what he does. So don't you find it funny how he didn't, throughout that entire face-off, he didn't even use Craig's name once? No, I called him Spider. He just called him Spider throughout. <laughs> spider knows it. Oh. In terms of how the fight goes, um, I think this will be a close fight. Mm. I think it'll be a close fight. I think Richards will test him, Richards will yeah. push him, will give him some trouble in portions. It definitely depends to me on how Boatsy approaches it. Um mm. If he comes aggressive, if he comes over aggressive, he might become sloppy. But the yeah. right level of aggression, he needs to he needs to show. He needs to be first. He needs to be strong. He needs to control the distance. Be active with his jab. Yeah. And we we know Buatti. I've, I've talked about his shot selection. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, he needs to break down Spider, break down and, and pounce when he has him hurt, which he does. Yeah. Which he does when he has someone hurt, he pounces. So. I guess we, we need to see Boatsy at his best, I think, to get to get this win. Um, mm. I, I believe Spider will, will turn up and, and try and push him. It could be as close as a split decision, depending Ooh. on how it could be as close. But like you said, I could also see Boatsy stopping him. <laughs> yeah. on. I, I do think, though, that if... I, one thing I like about Boatsy is usually his composure. There have been times when he hasn't been as composed and he's been a bit wild with it. Mm. Um, he's going to let himself get a bit rattled. And if we do see that, as in him being over-aggressive, that's going to be very bad for him because one thing I rate about Craig, his, he's a very good counter-puncher when he needs to be. Yeah. Um, very, very, very good, especially off the ropes as well. Like he, can, he really knows how to sh- pick his counter-shots very well. So it's at Boatsy's peril if he gets super-aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's really at his peril because Craig, Craig will pick him off. I promise yeah. you that. Exactly. I, I think over-aggression is what he needs. He needs to have the right level. If he over-exerts himself, um, over-shoots, over-forces things, then he, yeah. he could be in trouble. And yeah. Craig, Craig will pick on that. He needs to be the right level of aggression where he almost overwhelms and breaks down Spider, yeah. which, which we know he can do. Um, yeah. I think, like you say, early on, first six rounds, mm. um, Spider sometimes... T- Picks up as the fight goes along as well. He's, like I said, Spider's <laughs> weird because we've seen him many times where the first half of the fight he's not really doing much. Yeah, and then it's like he just all the information gets downloaded instantly, and he start, he, turn, he turns up towards the latter. You know, the latter. We saw that against Bivol. Yeah. He, he finally got going towards you know the latter stages of the fight. Um, so yeah, we've seen that was even even against Pitters. I feel like Pitters was having the early going yeah. early on. And then as it, the fights sort of progressed, that's when Richards got better and better and better. Yeah. And then finally stopped him. So he, he tends to be a slow starter for me. He tends to have to warm up to fights. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it'll be a close fight. I think there'll be... I'll, I'll be surprised if it's every round of whitewashing. For yeah, I, I don't think it'll be that. I'll be no surprised. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be super impressed, in fact. I think yeah. Richards will have some rounds, have, have success. And I think it'll be a good fight uh, mm. for until... Boetsy breaks him down at some point, which, yeah. uh, which I think will come. Yeah, and, and I think it will come late. I don't know if he'll, he'll get the stoppage from it, but it's it's definitely plausible. Mm. Facts. If if he if he hasn't hurt, he's, he's stopping. <laughs> if he hasn't hurt, he's gonna stop him. <laughs> that's, that's what Boetsy's like. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, good, good fight, great fight. I expect it yeah. to be a banger. And as you said, this is what we want to see in it. So this is the right path for Boatsy. Now, yeah. obviously, obviously, if he, if he's successful against Craig, it's only obviously it's only forward. So the next sort of domestic, because like I said, there's a lot of light domestic light heavies, a lot about. So forget about the the, the champions, because obviously Eddie Hearn, they're gonna talk about oh yeah, he wants to get him a title shot next year or whatever. Let's forget, as we said, forget about those damn Russians for now. <laughs> forget about them. Let's build build yourself up, get you to the level where you need to be. And to me, that's taking out the domestic opposition if you can. So yeah, if it was Craig Richards next, um, who else is signed to the match room? Um, that's a light heavy. Um, obviously, Cam Johnson isn't anymore. Smith, um, is Callum Smith still with him? Yeah, Callum Smith still. Yeah, yeah. Callum Smith still with match room. Yeah, Callum Smith. Oh, oh, oh. That's a fight and a half. Would, wait, would, would would they do that? Would match room do that? They could. They could, but I feel like that's too much of a risk on both sides for them. If if there's a reward at the end of it, in terms yeah. of... Yeah. Let's say... Mandatory can... slot or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's a reward... Well, Canelo is usually the the dangling carrot. If Let's say Canelo <laughs> won that and Canelo was the dangling carrot, then maybe... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe not the best move. Yeah. In terms of business. It's, 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 especially considering this, this would be Karen Smith's first. He hasn't fought yet. He's, yeah. he's moved up. I like yes. heavy. Remember the stoppage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad stoppage. Yeah. 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 Vibrating. Fair. Yeah. Castillo. Was it Castillo? I think that was his name yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That stoppage is nasty. Um, yeah. Okay. That was a light heavy then. Okay. Cool. Um, so he has fought a light heavy. Fair. On, I'm just trying to think on the, obviously, just make it easy, obviously, on the matchroom roster specifically. Um, yeah, I think that's what they've got left, really. Um, Yards, well, no, yeah, Yards, obviously, Queensbury. So is Callum Johnson. Arthur is a free agent, I believe. He's left yeah. Queensbury, isn't he? Yeah. I don't even know what's going on with Lyndon, but Lyndon, come back soon. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Obviously, Craig, Matrim, which he's fighting now. Dan Aziz, um, who's he with? Dan Aziz is a um, boxer. Oh yeah, of course. Guy's, yeah. Guy. Um okay, yeah, he's 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 uh, he's with them. Um I'm just trying to think who else. Callum uh, Johnson, who's he with? Uh Queensbury. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, he's just started Yeah. Is Pitt still knocking around? Uh, uh I, I, it's Pitt, yeah, Pitters must be with Boxer. Is he with Boxer? Okay. I, I think so. I don't yeah. yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. Because he won he won the boxer t- tournament. When, yeah, when yeah, when he took took part, so I don't know. Yeah, but there's uh, loads of names, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, see how we we just ruled off what six names domestically. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's well blessed. And now we've got my man who's just Simon Boxer. What's his name? Um, what's his name again? Oh, you see the other black. What's his name? Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, <laughs> Whitaker is now Simon Boxer as well. He's another one that's been added to the mix. Another very very good light heavy. Yeah, man. Look, UK's blessed, man, domestically with these, with these light heavies, for real, for real. So, yeah. Hopefully we see more of these dust-ups. Um, it's the only way to go, if you ask me. Because the top end of the division is a bit stacked. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's what it is. <laughs> you got two Russians and maybe an angry Mexican. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a bit mad still. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I look forward to this fight. I think it's going to be really good. On the card, we've got Babich as well. I think Babich is on the card, right? Yeah. Um, who else? We've got... Um, Chantel Cameron. Chantel, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie Scottney, yes, yeah, so it's yeah. a decent card for the yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's all right, it's all right on the card still. Um, Babbage obviously will be, will be worth tuning in for listeners as always. That's going to be, and um, Ellie and Chantel will also be good fights, I'm sure. So, um, we, we saw Chantel's last fight clean, yeah, you love the performance, yeah, 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 cool, yeah, um, yeah, that's it over here. Um, there's a fight in America featuring your boy Floss. David Benavides, David Benavides versus De- no, yeah, David Benavides. This is um David Lemieux. Um, yeah, man, that's that's a. What do you think of that fight, Flores? It's a decent fight, no? <laughs> yeah, good fight. Um, yeah. This is well. It's, there's not a fight we want to see, but um, yeah, it's, it's a name. It's a name. Yeah. Maybe even a step up for Benavides <laughs> because right now you don't have too many names. Which is, <laughs> we've already said Darrell, he's got his list. Yeah, um, let me even see Lemieux's last couple of opponents. It's been a while since I yeah. checked him out. I mean, I expect Benavides to win, and mm. in fact, I'm demanding an amazing performance. <laughs> That's like demanding. I'm demanding it. Mm. Anything short of, of perfection. <sighs> I'm cooking him. <laughs> it gets like that. I'm going to tell him he's not ready for Canelo. Mm. I need to see watch. I need to see a performance that says, okay, now you're ready for Canelo. And I, okay. I don't believe I want to see that, to be honest. Dangerous opponent, Lemieux. He's a knockout artist, as we know. He he's, a, he's a big, big puncher. Um, okay, yeah. But, he, you know, he has, since, since, since that Billy Joe performance in 2017, he hasn't lost. So he's got, he's got you know, he's, 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 he's been be- winning. He hasn't beat anyone that's, that you <laughs> no know. Way. Obviously, what gets, you know, you know, Spike O'Sullivan. Yeah, Knock, knocks him out in the round. He been knocked out. You smoked Spike O'Sullivan, didn't you? Yeah, he's, yeah. Spike sucks. Spike sucks. Remember that fight? That fight there was barely between both of them, and Spike was yeah. talking bare. And I think it was literally that like first punch landed, he knocked nah, him out. He was peaked. knocked out. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, an Ukrainian Max Bursak. He's nothing. I've seen him before. He fought, um, you know, Gilberto Ramirez. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he actually fought this weekend. I think um, he did actually. He won. He fought and won this weekend. But um, yeah, he lost. He lost to him. But he hasn't really fought anyone of note since Billy Joe. It, it, it should be a prime picking sort of W should, for Billy. Triple G stop Lemieux. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Remember that fight? They were both unbeaten, and yeah. they were both they were both knockout artists. They both had titles. Remember? That was that was probably Lemieux's prime. Yeah, that was like ago. I remember that fight. That was like a battle of like that was meant to be at the time Triple G's hardest opponent. Yeah, and Triple G bopped his head off. Boy, it was peak. Yep, it was so peak. Um, that's when I was like, yeah, Triple G's the real deal. Blah blah. Like he's bashed up the mu, but obviously we always obviously remember him versus Billy Joe and how Billy Joe made him look like a fool. Um, yeah, I don't know about it really, but he's had a good career. Lemieux. He's, you know, he's world tra- world champion and whatnot. So yeah. But this is obviously the opponent for Benavides to look good against. Lemieux is quite, he's, he's sort of one-track pony, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, he's going to come forward and try and throw the big haymaker. If he lands, he's dangerous, but it's he's quite predictable. Yeah. So really and truly, we should see Benavides, obviously we know how highly rated his combination punching is, Benavides, yeah. so he should be able to box this guy's head off and punch him up. But yeah, as you said, you've also seen chinks in his armour so far, so... 
Yeah, we'll see seen, how he looks. We've, we've seen um, Benavidez's shoes. We've seen the, the soles of his shoes. <laughs> we have. We have. <laughs> Your bro showed, up, showed us the soles of his shoes. Wait, he, he shows the design on his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the brand and everything. Oh, no, that's my new favorite term, you know. No, so, Americans, Americans are funny, man. That's, <laughs> if Lemu gives gives us that opportunity again to see the soles of his shoes, then I'm trying yeah, hey, try to see what brand you're wearing today, Benavidez. Let me see that. <laughs> I expect Benavides to win. And I expect him to win. He should win. He should um, win. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want him to start well. I don't yeah. want him to ease into the fight because sometimes he starts quite slow. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Um, so I need him to go out trying to box, not trying to get the knockout immediately. Yeah. Um, I think he could just walk in and. But, Flores, you know what's going to happen, right? He's going to battle Lemieux and all the fans will be like, oh, this is what Canelo was ducking, blah, blah. That's what he does to Canelo. Blah. Come on, man. It's David Lemieux. It's David if, Lemieux. If Canelo fought Lemieux, if, well, everyone would kill him for fighting Lemieux. They'll be like, yeah. how the hell are you fighting this dude? So I don't want to hear that. What Benavidez should be trying to do is trying to fight someone that Canelo's beaten. Mm. Yeah. And then, why don't you call out one of the former 168 champions there? Yeah. And, and let's see, because a prime Billy Joe, to me, handles Benavidez. Mm-hmm. Well, That's he fair. Could, well, he could he could <laughs> box a move and just make yeah. him look make him Billy Joe can box. Yeah, like call out one of them, man. See Callum Smith. See Billy Joe. Well, Billy Joe, we don't know what he's doing. More, more importantly, see Caleb Plant. Mm. What's oh, Charlo's moving up? Just fight one of these guys who yep. you you reckon is the benchmark or who Canelo should be seeing or someone that Canelo's beaten. Yeah, and then we have a yardstick almost. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm just looking around. I just realised that um, I mentioned just briefly, obviously, you know, Gilberto Ramirez. I forgot that he's at light heavy as well now. Yeah. The light heavy is low-key stacked. <laughs> like, it's actually a low-key stacked division because he's really, really good as well. Like, remember, he, he was champion. He was lo- he was long-time champion at Super Middle and then he moved up. But uh, he's, he's another problem too. But... um. Yeah, good division, good division. Um, another one of those Mexican who's had a million fights. For bear him. fights, <laughs> bear <laughs> fights. He's, he's like 45 <laughs> fights now, whatever. Um, unbeaten still. Younger than the Charlos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got size as well. He's like 6'3". He's, he's, yeah. he's a big boy too. Yeah, he's another problem. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a good, like heavy. Obviously, if Canelo sticks around, that division's going to explode, as we know. So all the eyes have been going onto them. So. You better yeah, stay so where nice. he is, man. <laughs> well, Gilberto. <laughs> uh, no, Canelo, you need this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we want him to go back. Yeah, he needs to move down still. But, yeah. It, it, boy, the talks are, from what we can see, apparently he wants this rematch. So, he's apparently going to pursue that. Heavily, anyway, so. Benavidez, do your thing against Lumi. Yeah. You look impressive. Let yeah. people get behind you because yeah. right now, people are behind you for very little, very little reason. <laughs> some people are saying your name and I know they don't know your best win. So, 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 <laughs> so I'm saying that Canelo's, Canelo can't handle the flurries <laughs> from, yeah. from Benavides. Come on, man. man. Come on, man. Let's get let's get real here now. But yeah. Benavides um, that needs you to sit there and wait for him to load. <laughs> if you stand still, then that's when he goes to work. If you're moving, he's he's like, ah, stay still, please. Anyway, let, let's see a good performance. Yeah, let's see. Let's let, let's see how he does against Lemieux, and then we can we can come back and talk and report to the listeners. But yeah. um, yeah, man, I think we can leave it there, unless there's anything else in the boxing news. 
that I've missed out. Um, um, yeah, do you want to talk about um, your boy? No. BBK? <laughs> I, I, that, if, that whole miss? <laughs> oh, yeah, so Josh Kelly. I don't know about this one. He was meant to fight on the Wasserman undercard. The fight got cancelled last minute. At first, I saw that the opponent missed weight, but then I also saw that people were saying that Kelly was the one that missed weight. Adam Booth has come and given us a little explanation, which wasn't much of an explanation as it was. He said that that they've they'd agreed previously with was it the board or the people putting the fight? Well, so yeah, Kelly, Kelly, yeah. So yeah, with 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 the, with the Salons that the fight was going to be happening at one fifty seven pounds. Um, but apparently the opponent didn't agree to this. <laughs> so they've agreed with the promoter that it's going to be at 157 pounds, but apparently from jump, the opponent wasn't agreeing to this. And then obviously, yeah, it's come now to the fight night and the opponent, yeah, it's still having agreed upon the proper weight and it got cancelled. But the entire tweet was fishy. It was just like, doesn't make sense. Why would you, why, why would you agree to wait with the promoter and not the actual fighter? <laughs> uh, who, who does that? How can you say it was agreed that the fighter knew when the fighter didn't agree to it? <laughs> in, in the same tweet, he said the fighter refused to, refused to agree. So, and you're, and you're claiming it's agreed. That doesn't make sense. It's weird. And even Kelly came out and said, ah, oh, look, like post-fight, he said, yeah. He kept referring to Josh Kelly as missing weight. He said, Josh Kelly's missed weight, but we knew that he was going to miss weight. Yeah. Um, we spoke to the fighter. We said, ah, oh, he's going to do this at a weigh-in. And they said, oh, Kelly said, oh, yeah, we even offered the guy more money to turn up today. Done. But he, he refused. And he said, oh, yeah, we didn't tell Josh until before the fight <laughs> because we wanted to see if we could make it happen. I was just like, this is a terrible promoted. All, all things sounds like a mess. And it's bad. It's bad for Josh because he's had, he's had a couple of fights cancelled last minute. Mm. Um, we haven't seen him since the Venetian loss. Obviously, they said he was going to move up to 154. Yeah. Um, but now it's, I, don't know, I don't know what to make of it. Is he struggling to make 154? Is this, is this, is this ill-discipline from him in his camp to make the correct weight so much they have to agree at 157? Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on there, but it's not a good... All I know is it's not a good look for him. I don't want to be too harsh on him. I want to blame Calais and Adam Booth. I don't want to be... Yeah. Box boxing is a hard sport, and when you take a loss like he took to Abanisha, you don't want mental battles and whatnot. He's been through. Yeah, he's trying to maybe ease himself back in or whatever. We don't know what's been happening with him. All mm. I know is that Calais, you knew this was all agreed. Adam Buffer said this was agreed. You knew the fighter was going to come in in this way. You find at least a backup or someone who's going to step in that ring. You don't wait until mm. the last moment till you tell the fighter that ah oh, look, we tried to make it happen, we couldn't make it happen. Mm. You're the one who's meant. To, you're, you're meant to be the middleman. You're meant to get the fighter to agree before the fight takes place or something or find a backup or something. Yeah. Like, like just imagine, even Frank Warren would drop a stinker like this. Trust. And I don't even think Kelly, the Salons are bad promoters, but this is, is poor. Yeah, yeah it was, it, it's, it's very, very poor. You're meant to deliver a fight for your fighter and the way it's... Your, the opposite fighter hasn't agreed. <laughs> and you, and you, unheard of. You had, unheard you had, of. You had the way in... <laughs> You still announced it another day. Hold on. Fight night is now being like, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's, yes. it, 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 they wait until fight night to. And Josh to Kelly's say on the duck. 
Josh Kelly yeah. d- doesn't find out until the eleventh hour that oh yeah, yeah the fight's not happening. Yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they've messed him up royally. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel sorry for him. Obviously, bro, you make you're meant to make weight or whatever. But yeah. if he's communicated that look, we're gonna come in at this weight to the promoter and promoter do your business and make make something happen. This Trust. ain't meant to be a big fight. You could get anyone get anyone to step in the ring because I don't even know who he's, he was fighting. Mm. It's just another mental battle now he has to go through of this yeah. disappointment. So I, I feel sorry for BBK. Yeah. And that's coming from me. His <laughs> <laughs> biggest hater. <laughs> nah, well, I don't hate no one. I just say, say what I just say what I see. Say what you see. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 hey, we're fair on this pod. Very fair. You say we, what we see. Simple. You play fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Obviously, he, but he needs to get active again since the loss. Um, he's got tools. I mean, as we know, obviously we saw his flaws. He said he can work on those. But he needs to yeah, get back into the swing of things. Um, yeah. And um, this is this obviously it's not his fault if it isn't his fault, but it just doesn't look good on him. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he gets to the opponent soon on the next Westman card. Hopefully, I expect to see him. But yeah, I think um we can leave it there. Um yeah, man, another great week of boxing. Great episode once again. It's been episode 90 of the Strategies and Podcast. Once again, I'll be your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And keep rocking with us. Peace. <laughs>